Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, George, could you do me a favor? Check your left breast pocket. You're going to find a cassette tape. He's just feeling himself up. Oh, my God. I need you to take that cassette tape, put it in Travis's mouth. Now, stick with me. This is very important. Okay, come over here, Travis. We just watched the movie Saw from 2004. George, how are you hanging in there, man? Oh, boy. You following the rules? Following the rules. Yeah. It's going to be a good one, I think, because this is my first time watching this movie as well. Really? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Excellent. Cool. Well, hey, everybody else has already seen this movie. Let's do something a little different. Let's get right to the meat of it. Let's talk about the end of this movie. Guys, if you haven't seen the end of the Saw, pause this stuff. (laughs) Go watch it real quick. It's a quick watch. And come on back. We're going to start at the end and work our way to the beginning. George. Uh, we're we're going to turn to you. Yeah, this. Travis. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. He was in the room the, the whole time. time. <laughs> so corny. <laughs> it was like a, it's like they took the, the that scene in ha- what Hannibal Lecter did, that scene from Silence of the Lambs, yeah. and they built the whole movie around that scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, they did. And at the time, <laughs> did that. it was amazing. And I watched it today yeah. and I was just like, man, the number of things that had to go exactly right for him not to get found out until the end of this movie. Right. Bit unrealistic. Good thing the guy who has a cough from a terminal disease didn't cough once for the right. course of the movie. Yeah, it started as colon cancer. <laughs> And then the guy who <laughs> didn't he have it in his brain by the time he yeah, was laying was like, on that bed, and, and all he has is a little cough. He had a little flicker. Uh, little he had a little clicker to turn on the electricity on those guys, and nobody noticed him reaching for mm. the clicker when he buzzed no. them. Mm. That's a little interesting. All right, my uh, my biggest uh, my biggest problem is that every time they got shocked, which is what they got. Um, they said they got electrocuted. Yeah. Um, you're <laughs> you not survived, alive after. Yeah. No. yeah. You're I not alive you after nitpick. you get They were tased. That's they got tased. In my notes, Yeah, actually. basically. <laughs> they got shocked. Don't tase me, bro. They got zapped. They got zapped. Now, did you watch this in 4K like I did? This was my first time getting wa- to see it in 4K. No, I watched no. it on Prime. I watched stars. It. I watched it the way it's supposed to be watched. I watched it flat. Regular DVD. Uh, the what's what's the square aspect? Oh yeah, yeah, standard like four by three. Yeah, full screen. I mean, that is how we all watched it the first time. So you're not wrong to do it that way. Um, are are we talking about the good things first? Let's talk talk about about the the bad. The whole thing, man. The movie's a mixed bag, but it's it's got some real good stuff. All right, the whole thing, the whole time I'm watching this movie, especially when I finally meet, um, the Danny Glover cop. The whole time I'm thinking, this would have been a real... In the hands of a good director, writer, that I enjoy and can handle subject matter like this. Like like a... You know, like the... I don't know who the writer of Seven was, but... Uh, this movie doesn't hold a candle no, to Seven. No, but what... Think but it about loves it. Seven. It, it loves does. Seven. It if, does. If, if they gave this material to the people that made Seven and made it a, a, a sequel with the Morgan Freeman character instead of Danny Glover, mm-hmm. I would have been all on board. 
Danny Glover could have played him. It could have been like, uh, oh, that dude's retired or died, and this is his brother. No, I don't and want the brother the thing. Same. I want, I want the the essence of. You want the same character of uh, the Morgan Freeman character from Seven. I want that essence in this movie. Do you want it to be an actual sequel, though? Well, it it could have been. Okay. With the subject matter of this movie, another serial killer taking it up a notch, not killing people, but making other people kill each other, kill themselves, uh, the whole puzzle thing. It would have been a good second serial killer to deal with. And he's different enough from John Doe where it would have been a good story. So the whole time I'm sitting there watching it going, okay, the story is there, but the handling of like I'm not a big fan of James Wan. I've learned that over the years. I this is him early, but I'm hardly a fan of his, so I get it. That's probably why I didn't wasn't feeling it. Well, and the guy who plays Adam, who's the other yes. guy in the bathroom, he's a director now too. He did the remake of uh, The Invisible Man. Okay, which is good, and it was real good, but he's. Maybe yeah. not the strongest actor in 2004. No. There were parts that I thought, ooh, Travis is going to love this movie because that guy's yeah, not a good no. actor. I, I think they were good until... We're going to start calling it the Katie Holmes, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal syndrome. They were... Neither of these guys were equipped. And I love Carrie Owls, but he's not equipped to do emotion. Hey, George, he's did you always... recognize the doctor guy? Uh, the guy who saws his foot off. Yeah, I recognized him, but I don't know what from. Have I seen him before? Uh, I would think so. I mean, in the pot, like movies that we've done. I don't think we watched anything pod. with him. Did we? No, we almost watched one of the movies with him in it, but we moved on to okay. something else. But you have probably, I rec- you've probably seen, you've seen Princess Bride. Right? Princess Bride. Yes, he's Wesley. Wesley. Oh my God, that's Wesley. Yeah, yeah. he's so old. As you so he's be- playing. At- as you wish, but he's playing Wesley. He doesn't. He doesn't have much range. He's in Twister. He's always carrying. Oh yeah, he is in Twister. He's always carrying any movie he's in. So when you're asking him to do emotion, it seemed like, especially like when he's dying, it just it was. He was playing it. He wasn't <sighs> being it. So it's like, you know, I'll, I'll come back. Like all those lines, it didn't. It didn't land because he mm. was acting. Right. Well, and if you and think he, he looked old in this movie, just wait till you see him in Stranger Things. When I legitimately asked my wife, who's mm-hmm. the guy that's acting just like Wesley from Princess Bride? And she's like, I don't know. And we looked up, we're like, oh, God. <laughs> it's that guy. He's so old. And there's been well, so much cosmetic what season, surgery. <clears throat> what season Stranger Things are you talking I about? I believe it's season three. He's like the town three. mayor. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I watched the first season He's and like when it ended. almost unrecognizable, like, except out. that he still acts exactly the same. So I thought okay. it was somebody doing an impression. Well, the whole show pretty I'm, much ruins our childhood. I'm it, never going to see him in season three of Stranger no, Things. You That's won't never going to happen. But uh, Winona Ryder looks like shit, and so does uh, Sean Astin, who's Rudy uh, slash, you know, yeah. from Goonies. It's just holding like, a mirror up to your face, saying, <laughs> this is how show old you are now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, these are all the people you grew up with. Um, but yeah, that I couldn't get past that, and I, I never ever liked Danny Glover's acting. He's not a very good actor either. He's mm. Danny Glover. I love his movies, but he's like, he makes Arnold look like Olivier. Like he's just like he doesn't act. Well, and he was I too old for this shit in the eighties. He and, was too old for this shit. And yeah. this is two thousand four. He seems like he's confused all the time. 
But because he can't act. In a lot of roles. Right. I, I Like, everything I've seen him in, he looks confused. Yeah. Well, it, this half this movie was the ending of Predator 2. <laughs> I was waiting. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall Predator 2. But him in this movie, I, I watch him and I'm like, if this was handled by a Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. or a Denzel, because Denzel did a few serial killer movies as yeah. well. He, the character they created has enough, enough going on and enough depth mm-hmm. where you can really put your teeth into it, but Glover I, does not. Yeah. I, what, I like the sidekick, though. His partner was cool. What you're saying is bringing me to the same point that you already made, which is a set like seven sequel like like his character is cool enough and there's enough there that you could have developed his like um his venturing into crazy town yeah from being a cop to being crazy not a cop uh that would have been cool mm-hmm. like a cool side plot to this um they well, didn't really develop it it was just you know he got his throat slit and then you know later on he was uh crazy Right. Well, I don't know if he was crazy. He was just obsessed. But this suffers from. You can tell this is the new, two thousand four to two thousand twenty, kind of horror. Like seven, and uh, fallen. Like what, all these nineties horror. What year movies. was seven? Seven was ninety five, I think. Okay. And fallen and bone collector. Ooh, and, and resurrection. All those don't forget the Vinegar Syndrome recently released uh, resurrection from the late nineties with like Christopher Lambert. Uh, yes, which is amazing, and Aaron was over all over my butt for not mentioning it during the seven episode because they're so good, right? But yeah, one so, of those weird movies that Vinegar Syndrome puts out that's like has mainstream appeal. That's a nice way to say not shitty, <laughs> right? Yeah, whoa. But these kind of movies saw insidious paranormal activity. Like there was an era of the new horror movie where it was almost like. Nine Inch Nails videos and and like everything was just hyper. Like, there's another movie called The Terrifier, which we'll probably never watch, but it basically takes a cool idea and just ruins it by being completely uh, gratuitous. Like, this movie to me is gratuitous. It seven. This makes seven look like Psycho. Now, have you nailed down? <laughs> uh, have you figured out why, uh, Travis? That Seven doesn't seem so gratuitous, even though it has like you know your favorite beautiful ball sack and all those <laughs> other disgusting special effects. But yet it doesn't ever feel as gratuitous as this movie. Have you figured out what the the difference is? Because I'll tell you if you haven't. Uh, I just think like the the to me it would be the influence of like a Rob Zombie type movie when you watch like uh, House of a Thousand Maniacs and and the uh, devil's rejects like those kind of movies kind of made these movies more mainstream like this used to be the kind of stuff you would set up late at night and watch on cable and it was just like buckets of guts and stuff and they're pouring it on each other and there's like like to me it's just i don't know to me i don't know what it is that you're going to tell me but it just seems gratuitous compared to 7 what i would say George, do you want to take a crack at it before I tell you what I think it is? I don't have the answer, but I I certainly have an answer. <laughs> um, why is Seven so good and like not gratuitous compared to this movie? To me, to me, I would say, 
and I it's probably not what you're gonna say, but I feel like the the gratuity in in seven was kind of like I don't know, respected. It was like sacred. It wasn't gratuity for the sake of gratuity. Hmm. Gratuitousness. Well, think about the guy the 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 uh lust. Ugh. Kill. I try yeah. not to think. You don't about even that guy. see it. True. You don't see that kill. No. You're living it through the guy who did it. Yep. So his description, yep. his acting, blows this shit away. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the guy you get to play one of these guys. Yeah. In this I think room. that the the violence in the violence or the uh, gratuitousness of Seven was for a pur- It was for a purpose, a really good I didn't purpose. Think it was gratuitous. There was. I mean, there was some. It was okay. It was. Here's the yeah. difference. All right. Go ahead. Go. Here's the difference. In seven, they focus on chasing the horrible serial killer in the aftermath of his crimes. Right. And in a lot of ways, John Doe is more malicious than Jigsaw because he is the one actively pursuing and actively doing the killing himself, mostly. Uh, However, here's the thing. Saw focuses solely on the act itself and the misery caused by the act. It's a shift in perspective from, oh God, look at the aftermath of this horrible thing, to look at this horrible thing as it happens and watch this person's misery. Right? There, it's right. not focusing on the violence. It's focusing on what eventually will become, in about a year after this one, torture. Right. This is the beginning of torture porn. But I think in seven that is definitely there but like you're saying they don't they don't throw it in your face but the kills that he does it's there oh like, yeah no what he did what he did was just as bad like the john yeah. doe kills and the jigsaw kills are comparable levels of horrible but the movies don't make you watch lust don't make you right. watch any of them except for wrath right yeah but saw is just like the... hey Let's do that part where you watched Wrath, but let's do it like slow and gritty and zoomed in and make you really see that saw blade on that leg, bro. Yeah. Okay, so that, all right, that's exactly what I was thinking uh, about Seven, where Wrath is the only one that you see, the only kill that you see, and that kill is the culmination right. of the of the whole movie is that right. act of violence the, seeing the act in the act and that's why I say it's the not culmination of the movie. Speak- and that's why I say that they treated it with respect with respect right. like they, they like they took this thing which is watching someone perform the act it, while it's happening that is the culmination of right. seven right and that's and I think you're right Dan you know seeing things after they happen is a lot different than seeing them while Absolutely. they're happening but seven just just respected but think about it gratuitous would have been if we were in the camera watching pride happen watching her cut her nose off right exactly sitting in the room watching uh sloth happen and we had all those photographs in seven that we had flashbacks to these things while they were happening in some cases some cases little little bits Mm -hmm. um but it was just it was just enough but that was to me gratuitous is if it's necessary, then I don't consider it c- gratuitous. But if it's not necessary, then I'm like, okay, you're just doing it for the gore factor. I mean, is and this? I mean, is it ever really necessary? I think in seven it was necessary. 
I well, I mean, everything you see in that movie is necessary. Yeah, you need everything to see you it, yeah. think you're seeing but didn't see but you're thinking it is necessary. Right. In this, it's I'm just like, thinking of like the old Hitchcock, the knife and the sound. You don't see it, but you right. You know, it's this Saul is a venture away from that mentality. Sure, this is like okay because they could have really gotten away. They could have done almost like a a ransom type thing, the movie ransom with the, the mother and the daughter. Like they didn't even have to show that just that photograph alone in his wallet should have been enough. Right. You didn't have to ever go to that room because to me it got cheesy. It did. And it started uh, off like, you know, cause it's before you see any of the actual like torture misery, but the scenes right. with the wife and the daughter and the gun and the phone call are played in such a way that the thing that it is featuring is human misery again like it's just they call it torture porn because the movie that follows this one in the mainstream is hostile which was mm. gnarly um better than it should be i would say but gnarly right. and not uh, a little bit unnecessary but better than the better than the ad- the uh critics of the time would have told you uh but still you know it's the main conceit is let's look directly at misery and exploited, which is something yeah. different than they'd ever done in the slashers. Um, in a lot of ways, George, I don't know if you're, well, I know you're not probably familiar with the timeline, but you know, scream reinvigorates the teen slashers. And we get those basically through the beginning of the two thousands. But right. then the ring comes okay. out in 2003. Yes. And that changes everything. And then you mm-hmm. think, okay, well we're done with slashers for a while. We're going to do these, like Japanese remake, J horror type things, you know, which are cool and different. And then Saw comes out the next year and it's just like, oh, now this made money. So we're going to have two branches of horror for the rest of the early 2000s where it's either torture porn or a remake of a Japanese movie, but, you know, adjusted for the American market. Asian monster ghosts. Yeah, well, that's true. They did. They (laughs) remade quite a few Korean movies too at the same time. So The Grudge. Yeah, they did a, a few. So I found the part in the movie where they uh, do the whole uh, revolver thing. I want to watch it again real quick. Yeah, do a quick review of his uh, tactical prescience. He goes yeah. in. Yeah, he turns it, it definitely, to the right. Definitely, definitely 100% is in the cylinder Too to far. the right of yeah. the barrel. Yep, yeah, he overdoes it. He's got and then, six. Hold on. How many let times see, does he Let click me see what though? he does. How hold many? on. Does he click it? All right, so now the barrel is in. Yeah. Or not the barrel. The cylinder cylinder is in. in. And he spins it what direction? The hammer's back. No, hold on. He doesn't spin it at all. No, I hear you hear a grind. So he does spin it. Hold on, let me. All right. No, let's go back. Hold on. It's as he's feeding the cylinder back into the gun, he advances it one. He's going back. Back into the left. Okay. Bullets in. It's too far. And he spins it again. He sp- now the bullet's at like 3 o'clock. So he's got a, yeah. what, like four clicks before he's going to get a shot if it advances every time. that brings it around one more time. Right. He cocked the hammer, which was already which, cocked. Which turns the... What? He already had the hammer back. So he cocked the hammer again. Is there continuity issues here? Yeah. Hold on. I'd say we see. have some continuity issues. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Well, the guy did cut his own foot <laughs> Buzz off. Buzz, your girlfriend, <laughs> wolf. <laughs> wolf. Buzz, you're editing. How many wolf. times are we going to watch this? By the magic of yeah. editing, just the right yeah. amount of times. 
<laughs> he spins it the wrong yeah. way. It's already the hammer back. is already back. And it goes back even further. Okay, he had it semi-cocked. I don't know. And he dies awfully fast for a body shot. Okay. Also, by the magic of editing, like you said, Dan, the bullet that was in the, say, 1 o'clock position that got spun to the 3 o'clock position, when you look at the gun from uh, the, I would say, the shooty's point of view, mm. uh, there's no bullet in that cylinder. Nice. Mm. Obviously, because so. it couldn't be. If it was there, it would, the gun wouldn't go off. Um, yeah, it's exactly how I remember it. When I watched it, I said, that's wrong. Uh, that is wrong. They're going to screw this up. It is. They screwed it up, and I just continued with my he life. He should have just... That would have been cool to see him pull the trigger two or three times until the bullet made its way around. That would have been fun. That would have been cool, actually. Yeah. I would have been surprised. That was That's something Tarantino would do. Yeah. Well, and that's right? the kind of character development we don't get in this movie. Because you right. have all right. these characters who are at face value, but they never give you any like depth at all. You know, And that would actually None. establish... Hey, doctor, what's his butt? Doesn't know how to use a gun, but he's so desperate all, to right. save his family. You know, that would have been a great moment. Yeah, yeah, if he just pulls the trigger, pulls the trigger, this this thing's going to go off eventually. And I, it would have been tension for the other guy, for uh, yeah. for Adam. Right. Like, just to hear that click, click, click. Like, he's serious. Yeah. This isn't pretend. Yeah, this and you play. could escalate he's actually Wesley's, uh, Dr. Gordon's, uh, you know, escalate, escalate, escalate his own, like, you know, uh, trouble dealing yeah. with this idea that I'm about to take a human life and oh god I'm going to take yeah. a human life oh man that is an Oscar clip and they didn't yeah. didn't even hidden inside of but work too muck you know what would be great <laughs> is if you know say there's there's six obviously six bullets right six slots yeah if he goes through like Chambers. four and then you think he decides that he's just not going to yeah. keep going and then boom. And then he goes, fuck it, and boom. And that's the one. Yeah. That would be good. But in this this kill seems weird because he already, in his mind, thinks that his family's been killed. Why does the dude act dead? I think he's kind of voyeuristic. They've established early that he enjoys no, sitting and watching. I'm not talking it. about the dude that's been there the whole time. I'm talking about the dude that got shot in the shoulder. Yeah, why does uh, Adam? He just got shot in the shoulder. Why is he not he riding be, around in pain, going, "Oh God, he should you be shot in me!" Immense pain. Yeah, that was but your instead, one bullet, and you didn't kill me, you idiot. Like, yeah, well, I think you would chalk this up to plot reasons, right? Yeah. <sighs> Forget plot it's armor. He had plot sleep, sleepy time. It's the baby. It's the baby in Dan's movie. <laughs> it's a plot device. Yeah. <laughs> the baby. The baby. <laughs> Baby's only there for one reason. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wanted to like it because it, it's so beloved. It is beloved. Man, people love Saw and it like spawned yeah. a huge franchise that's almost as big as like the Jason and Halloween movies. They've got like eight or nine yeah. of them now. Also, the entire time this movie's going on and they're showing you the face of who is supposed to be quote unquote, you know, the guy behind all this. Yeah. Like they're not going to show you dude's face. The orderly. I, yeah, the you orderly. know, it wasn't the killer because they established right. he was an well, orderly. Actually, I saw the orderly's face. It's quick. Right. And I guess they kind of allude to it like a little bit, but if you're not paying attention, you won't get it. Well, I did, but it is possible that like someone who is an orderly might just be 
playing an orderly yeah. to get close to this person that he's going to kill. See, I was watching it knowing Tobin Bell is the real killer. Like, I, I know who J- Jigsaw is because of okay. knowing horror movies and going to conventions or whatever. I know who Tobin okay. Bell is. Well, I have no right. clue. Zero clue at all. And watching this movie, all of the, all of the, uh, what do you call it? Like the, the red herrings that were thrown his way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not buying it the entire right. time. I was like, this is not. He wasn't smart enough to be this calculated. I and I think what's cool about me knowing that he's not the killer. Mm-hmm. I was still watching it, not knowing this movie, not knowing the reveal at the end. The whole time I'm watching this movie, I was like, when is Jigsaw going to show up? Exactly. <laughs> oh, know, really? You didn't yeah. know that? So I was like, okay. And I never suspected him being Hannibal Lecter laying on the floor. Uh, I was. I thought that I knew. You know, they were establishing the bullet, and he needed that gun. He needed the tape recorder. That's why I thought that guy was there. I didn't think he was the killer, but I did look out the whole time, trying to same thing with watching Seven, trying to find if I could see Spacey. Right. This whole movie, I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, I don't see him yet. I kind of thought he was the guy in the bed because I lay, oh, laying yeah, in the hospital bed. I said yeah. maybe that was him because it kind of looked like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they obviously show you the 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 M Night Shyamalan reveal later that it was him. Mm. But uh, yeah, I was still surprised by the reveal. I, I love that he had colon cancer in his brain. His brain, and that his <laughs> one side effect or his one symptom was a cough. <laughs> I love it. Hey, so, so I noticed something today watching it on the 4K uh, for the first time that blew yeah. me away, but you never would have noticed it the first time. When you see him in the hospital, he's got like a notepad on his desk. Mm. So I rewound it and paused it. It's a diagram of the bear trap face thing. Oh, is Just it? like out <laughs> in the middle of the room. right? Be- now, the reverse bear trap. It's amazing wow. as like a, you know, a little Easter egg or whatever for your second or third time through. I really like that. But to think like, yeah, he's sitting in a hospital with like orderlies and nurses and doctors around drawing the murder weapon that the police are asking about. Like, guys, I don't know if that passes muster. And what gets lost in the timeline is he's laying in the hospital bed, right? Is that before or after? Because of his severe cough. Right. Is that before or after he commits the earlier murders where... Glover gets his throat slit. Whatever makes for the best movie, Travis. <laughs> I think, because no, did he get sick when, after no, committing no, hold those on, murders? Hold on, hold on. I remember this. While he's laying in the bed, right? the orderly comes in, and they're talking about his condition. The doctor is talking about his condition and looking at an x-ray. And I maybe I'm wrong again. I think it's before because he I did think get slashed. I think it's at that time. He gets pulled out to go to the police station. So bear trap yes. had already happened. Bear trap happened. Are we sure? Let's rewind. <laughs> bear trap happened, but did the scene? Oh, by the where way, it's Glover... reverse bear trap. Reverse bear reverse trap. Reverse bear trap. But the scene where Glover's par- par- partner gets shot and yeah. he gets his throat slashed is that before or after bear trap? Mm. And the pin light isn't found at uh, bear trap, is it? It's found at razor blade. Or do I have that mixed right. up? It is. No, no, you're right. It's 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 uh, razor wire, yeah. So I, you know, hmm. here's what I'll Again, tell you. writing. I can't watch this movie without seeing Wesley. I'm not sure. <laughs> now. 
if it's going to like I haven't ever gone through and like broken down the timeline, you know, Wendy theory style to see if it actually works out without mm-hmm. cheating. But uh, I will say, while you're looking at that, the guys that made this movie really like Dario Argento. Can we all agree? Yes, I can. S- yes. yes, and I don't even know shit about Dario Argento. You know what Argento, else I noticed? And I know noticed? that Dan, I was gonna, I was gonna text you. Oh, when I was watching this, I saw a lot, or I felt a lot of Black Christmas as well. Yeah, yeah. The voice is uh, very Black Christmas. The phone calls, mm-hmm. the the uh, the voice, and then the eyeball in the closet, yep, like yep, yep, all yep. that stuff. I was like, okay, this is. We watched this. Uh, we've seen this before. Yeah, and it had a lot of Texas Chainsaw, you yes. know, and like, God, the camera flash sound. I'm like, yes, here we mm-hmm. go. You know, we're doing yep. Chainsaw. And then the the giggly puppet, just like in Deep Red. Um, the green gel light, which is very Bava, but also very Argento, depending on where they saw it. Hell, even the razor wire comes straight out of Suspiria, but is like way right. better in this than in Suspiria, where usually the people laugh. When they see it for the first it reminded time. Reminded me of Hellraiser too, the uh the razor room. So yeah, I mean uh, it's it's not bad. I, I would I would never say that no. Saw two thousand four is a bad movie, but it's ambitious in it a way flaws. that I don't know that it can live up to. Mm. All right. Hold on a second, guys. But don't you agree this would be a good sequel to seven if they gave it the Fincher? If they did it right. If they gave it the here's, Fincher, here's I think the it would have been here's the thing. The the killer's motivation in here is unclear. Yes. I think that the a beautiful story is that the killer is killing because these people don't appreciate their lives and he's terminal. And he's terminal. That's why I Which thought is, it was. Which yeah. is that that's that is kind of what it is, but yeah. there's so many things in there that that just don't make sense with that um I know what you're saying. They're not in line with that. Because right. um, uh, like Dan MO. said, they didn't bother to do character development where you're going to give a shit. They just throw you into the situation without establishing anything. You don't really know why anybody's doing anything. Right. And then you're slowly given information. Yeah, but it would have it would have been good to, you know, to have a, to have a killer that was, that, that is clearly his motivation. And, and I don't like that, like, if and if that's his motivation to make people that survive his games appreciate their lives more, why does he make them kill other people? Right, like, that's a very good point. I don't like that's not consistent. I don't. Is it some kind I of thing where like it, it like it echoes his own murdering of people to make other people appreciate their own? Like, is there something in that relationship that could be exp- expanded upon? I don't know. I mean, because if 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 this is his motivation and he sticks to it and it's clear, then then you have an actual moral dilemma here. Right. If reverse bear trap girl was a drug addict who turned her life around. Right. Because of this. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it reminds so me you, of the way that V treats his captive and V for Vendetta, where it's like. I don't know that I can really endorse what you did to her, but I see that you got the outcome you were looking for. Right. But it also reminds me a little bit. Make her like cut somebody open and pull a key out of them. And it's like, well, that's extra, extra unnecessary. Yeah. It's exactly, I mean, the, the much more simplistic form of this is uh, boondock saints. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Um, I can't get past the spiral on his cheeks though. Okay. When they're, 
<laughs> right before they go to, uh, before he gets the uh, Glover gets his throat slit, he's watching a video. What kill is the video from? Do we remember? It's from her. It was it's the from video Bear from Trap Bear Girl. Trap Reverse Bear Trap. And so, yeah. what was your question before? What uh, happened first? Him being declared terminal in the hospital. Where does that fall? Was he a serial killer that got sick? Did he become a serial killer because he was terminal? Like, they never really established... Like, you're saying, that's a great moral uh, compass that they're giving this character. Like, it's he's still, terminal. It's still totally jacked up, but right. it works. He's terminal, and he's making people, in, you know, basically uh, declare life sacred by making them kill each other. I'm not really sure how that is. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really sure when that terminal... Uh, scene falls in the storyline. Like, is that before or after he gets his throat slashed? Is that before or after the partner's dead? Is that before or after he's kicked off the force? Like, And I say whatever makes okay. the most sense for the story is probably what they intended. Mm. Here's, here's Bear Trap Girl, right? Explaining what she... Reverse Bear Trap Girl. And here he is in the police station. And I want to see when he gets pulled into the police station. What is he doing? Okay, hold on. He's explaining. The timeline would be able to see. We we would know more if we could see Glover's neck, because they establish he's got a scar. Oh, I see the secretary looking at him now. Well, it's obviously before he gets his third slash because his partner's standing right there. It may. Yeah, I think it would make more sense if there was some time between the initial interaction with him. So that you build up this Danny Glover wants to stalk him because he really thinks this is Jigsaw guy. And you got yeah. Danny Glover with the recovery from the injury and you know, likely like a disability retirement or something. So he has free time on his hands. Okay, so the more we talk about this movie, the more I don't like it. Um, <laughs> the Okay, so Danny Glover gets his throat slit, right? That's after this. I understand that. Yeah. Um, and in this, uh, in the bathroom... Right, Doctor uh, Gordon mm-hmm. states that he was pulled in what amount of time ago? Six months ago. Six weeks was ago. Was it six months? I don't think it was that long. Okay. So in that time, Danny Glover got his throat slit. It healed into a scar, mm-hmm. and he got fired from the force, and went crazy, and stalked this dude. Mm. And completely covered the apartment uh, walls with pictures and other garbage. Right. In that amount of time. That's that's epic. Don't like it. Don't like <laughs> no, it. No, sir. I don't like it. All that happened way <laughs> too fast. His throat didn't look fresh enough for that to be that right. amount of time. When he was awful crazy. Like that, he, the crazy he was exhibiting is not like, I just got out of the hospital and now I'm obsessed crazy. That was like two years of I've been obsessed and haven't made any headway crazy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. Like it. I, this, I don't know if it. I don't know if it holds water. But this also makes me angry that Dina Meyer is in the beginning and then is not in the rest of the movie. Like she would have been somebody that should have been in this movie more as well. Does she the, pop uh, up in one cop. of the sequels though? Because they're I don't know. They got a lot of sequels to do. But I like her, and when I saw her, I was like, oh, cool, she's in this. And uh, she's only in the razor blade scene, and that's it. Well, in Reverse Bear Trap Girl, which really, it's funny, it's Reverse Bear Trap, but basically it's just like a Jaws of Life 
on your face, which is kind of funny. Mm. Uh, ew. Wouldn't that be Jaws of Death? I mean, it depends Jaws. on if you get it off your face or not, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the lady that survives that, she was on Becker, which was a sitcom I used to watch back in the day. So it was really weird to see like the goofy secretary from the doctor's office show up and be like, <laughs> you know, all of that. <laughs> It's a lot of what's what's funny with her is when I was a kid, there was a movie called Summer School and uh, it was a uh, Mark Harmon movie. And I always loved it because there was two characters in it that were special effects geeks. And they were like uh, one kid's name was Chainsaw. So they were like huge movie. They were kind of like Randy from Scream in Summer School. And uh, that girl, the girl, the uh, reverse bear trap girl is in that movie and they they put a nice little makeup contraption on her which reminded me of this movie i was like oh wow she's in this it was a nice little throwback i'm trying to uh find the scene where he says how long ago it was he was at the police station you know this movie has a few lots of heavy breathing here a lot of heavy breathing movie has a lot of of uh you know plot holes but again it's like (laughs) you know one of the first movies made by these guys so like you know yeah uh this is better than my first movie would be, so I'm not going to throw too many stones. Oh, yeah. Uh, but one thing that I thought was a killer touch, and I didn't catch it. I think, again, watching it on DVD full screen back in the day, I just wasn't tuned in enough to the details. But the idea that the guy, the partner, is like wading through these gross spider webs, and in the spider webs is a tripwire. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good touch. That's a really. Yeah. That's like the best moment of the movie because it's like, yeah, you wouldn't see that. It's something Kevin McAllister would have done. It did have a real Home Alone vibe, man. <laughs> now, in that, uh, in okay, so that scene. This is my problem. Um, <laughs> the dude had that set up, set up already, right? Right. Just in case someone came into his apartment through the front door, or just in case the guy in the chair managed to escape. Without following the rules. Okay. That was really bad police work. Now that you bring up the scene with the drills, like, (laughs) just shoot Jigsaw and then shoot the drills. But no, let's stand here and try to hold it. Oh, God. That was, that was like brain bashing. I was not. I have to look at that contraption. I'm sure that I could figure out how to disable it in about two seconds. Yeah. I do have to say. Without violence as well. The scene where Jigsaw comes out of the back seat of the car and like creeps up—that was a little creepy. Yeah, what did that remind? He's wearing like a pig face. That reminded me of something. the pig face. Yeah, the way he wild. was creeping. Yeah, it was. It reminded me of something like out of a Marilyn Manson video, but it did remind me of of um, Samara from from uh, the Ring a little bit. Like it reminded s- me of. <sighs> It's an alien from something that I've seen. Okay. The alien moves that way. Yeah, it was cool to see that it was almost like, I'm like, what the hell is getting out of the car? Because almost like I was struggling. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, he's slinking. He's he's trying to like slinking. slither up to him. But yeah, it's just this movie. God, I wanted to like it so bad. <laughs> Had you watched it in 2004, I think you would have. But I think yeah. it's, we're just too far past it. It feels so 2004 as far as like it's like angsty in a way that they don't make movies nowadays. And the focus on the just the misery is really too much. I mean, yeah. I like Hostel, the first one. 
uh, I need to revisit the second one because after I hadn't seen it since college, but now that I'm a fan of the Jalo, one of the main ladies from the Jalo shows up in two. So I like, okay. I want to go back and give it another shot, but the first one's a legitimately good movie. It's just crass. Yeah. It's that kind of movie where you're just like, you gotta, I don't know. I think if they cast somebody different as the two guys, I think I might have liked it a little bit more. But I was just they were they were all over the place, so then I was all over the place, and I'm like, the most emotional parts of the movie they were the most comical, and I just I wasn't feeling it. No, I sent you guys. I, I like him. I sent you guys a link to a scene from Urban Legends Final Cut, which came out in 2000. Uh. If you want to know where the saw bathroom comes from, you should mm. check out that clip. I've seen Urban Legends. Is this the one with a uh, uh, gay heart? Uh, what's her first name? This is the second one, not the original R- with Rebecca. Pacey from. Oh, it's the second one. Okay. This movie is hot garbage. What movie? Saw. Yeah. Do we discuss why we watched it? <laughs> not yet. Okay. Any movie where you're going to have two guys stuck in a room dialoguing the entire time, mm. you have to have masterful actors yes. doing it. You need Tom Hanks? Like, I think of like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. It's just, you can't have these two in a room together dialoguing the entire time. No. It's terrible. You've not There's seen enough mo- like mediocre movies yet, George, to where you'll appreciate That's true. where Saw actually does like succeed because you're used to watching either shit movies or really good movies. You're just not ready to appreciate the good parts of Saw. <laughs> a, a, a mid-range movie? Yeah. <laughs> There's a movie called um, Panic Room. It's a Jodie Foster movie. And the whole movie takes place with her and her son or daughter, I can't remember, are in the panic room in their house because someone broke in. There's so much tension. Yeah. And you just, kind of like that Green Room movie that we watched. Like, I don't know if George ever watched it, but we watched it because I know Aaron suggested it. I watched it. And it, when you have good actors doing that kind of room, that kind of scene, it could just be two people. You could watch it for three hours if it's done well. Right. Like you're saying, this movie, if it had the right actors, you could watch these two go back and forth and get that tension, and you're actually rooting for... I wasn't rooting for either of, either of them. They they didn't make either of them likable, so I really didn't care <laughs> enough yeah. if they succeeded because I really wasn't liking the doctor because they, they basically made him an asshole. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't cheat on his wife, he was still a prick. He's yeah, he intended to, and we and don't then, know if he then, did or not. And the other guy was kind of a low life, so it's like I really didn't care. And the they established life? that he was. How? In what way? He's like uh, a stalky private eye, unofficial. He's a private investigator. Is he a private do investigator, or do does he just for... take pictures? Does he's, he have a license? I never saw a license. <laughs> I don't know. He's acting as a private investigator. Right, but they, it's for some reason, when they first introduced these two characters, they introduced him as the one who's expendable. Put a bullet in this guy to save your family. He's kind of worthless. 
then the wife's like, he's lying. Like, they just kind of try to establish that this guy is not on the up and up. Did we ever have an equivalent, like, this is how Adam gets out of the room thing? Because we know Dr. Gordon is like, oh, yeah, kill this guy. But Adam doesn't have an out, right? He is literally the equivalent of the OD'd, passed out guy. Yes. Where it's just, you know, this is just meat for you to... Why? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, it doesn't... It would. I could see, like, in a perverted sense, like, okay, you use drugs and you should stop using drugs and here is your drug dealer and we've drugged him up. Now you kill your drug dealer, get your key out. You know, I don't know if that's right. who the guy was, but that would have made, like, some gross, you know, closed was system that Tim sense. Daly? I didn't look it up. Was that Tim Daly that Who's was Tim that Daly had, that had his uh, innards extracted to get oh, the key? Oh, those were good innards, by the way. They were good innards. Although he did say the key was in his stomach, not in his intestines. But whatever. Well, she had to get past the intestines <laughs> to get to the stomach. <laughs> you have an anatomy degree. Just fucking we, find the key. Yeah, I know. We were calling those. <laughs> You're in my liver. <laughs> the guts. We were calling that something in the previous entrails. Episode. Entrails. Yes. Yeah, entrails. I like that I she doesn't sure try to like open him up. She just straight stabs him a bunch. That didn't yeah. make any sense. But I guess in a panic, yeah. maybe that's the best she can do. I don't know. But that's another scene that bothered me. I was like, here's another opportunity to take. A good tense situation, but you're too you're too quick to the gore. You're too quick to the 2004 horror movie. Yeah, like what are you gonna do in that situation? Show the struggle. This guy woke up. He's not dead. Well, no, they said that he was he was overdosed on stuff, so he basically felt nothing. And but why was, do that? And he was like basically paralyzed. Or whatever. that scene is ten times better but if he here, pleads for his life. This is just Walking Dead, right? Right. If he's paralyzed and can't really feel nothing or whatever, she doesn't know that. Right. Right? So if someone wakes up that you're about to try and find the key in their stomach for, what do you do, Travis? What do you do? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably cut. What exactly are you going to do when cut you his realize throat. that they're not dead? Cut his throat. Okay. So I'm not struggling with them. You're going to gonna kill him the in throat. the most humane way possible right. first. Cut him on the jugular, and and the quickest, yeah. Because with you don't scalpel, have a lot of time. She had. You don't have a lot of time. So what are you going right. to do with that scalpel? I'm going to put it in his ear. Okay. Right. All that's right. the first thing I'm going to do, and I learned that from Walking Dead. And then maybe if that doesn't work, jugular, throat, whatever, get this guy dead so I can cut him open. Get my key. Right. Right. Jab him <laughs> I don't know stomach. that this is the official stance of I'm the remedial film class him. podcast. I'm not going to jab. What I'm saying is, it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to stab him a hundred times in the stomach first, it, right? But it makes but it again, look like a cool Nine Inch Nails video. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But I just honestly thought it would have been a cool because she was already on a time constraint, and now she has to deal with her moral compass. I'm going to not only cut this guy open that I thought was dead, but I have to kill him first mm-hmm. to get that key. My life is more valuable than his. When you make him comatose and you make him not feel anything or he's over-medicated, whatever it was that he said, that cheapens it cheapens the scene. Yeah, instead of medicating him or whatever, just have him have him chained. You know, like spread Right. Spread out and chained. He can't move. Well, they do it in the bathroom scene. Like the, it's established. You have to cut your own limb off to get out of here. Yeah. 
you ha- you you ca- you're not choosing to cut someone else's limb off. You have to cut your own limb off. He could have easily established that that you know, it, Dr. Gordon, you're going to have to kill this guy to get your family. That was established. Yeah. But he never said, but you also have to dismember yourself <laughs> to to even get a chance to get out of here. Well, you know, guys, so, I think since 2008, we've really learned that the correct outcome for this scene was to just assume that Adam wouldn't kill you and then Adam assumed that Dr. Gordon wouldn't kill you. <laughs> And He's then wait for Batman Dark Knight reference. to come save you <laughs> because that's the way it's supposed to go. And then you would know there's some good people left in the world or whatever it is that Batman says. They're good. Um, but And there is a triumvirate in that room. <laughs> there's a, there there's is. a guy laying <laughs> a on the floor. Yeah, you've definitely right. got a serious crassus there with his head kicked in. and. <laughs> It all goes back to the Jeez, dark night. It all comes back Holy to the dark shit. night. Did you guys Nolan. watch that clip from uh, Urban Legend uh, Final Cut yes. where the girl wakes up in the Saw bathroom missing a kidney, which is exactly what they describe at the beginning mm-hmm. of Saw. <laughs> yes. Only in the case of Saw, they have a bathroom that is so big that makes no sense except that it has to be the torture room. Like, right. the tub, why is the tub that far away from the, you know what, I don't even need to know. It makes for a gross place where, you know, everybody's going to get sepsis yeah. before they get you know, out of there anyway. Dude, I didn't even, I didn't even make that connection, what you're saying, but like this, none, nothing about this room makes sense. Mm-mm. Not like, a bit. It's a, it's a bathroom. Like it, it could have been like, say a community bathroom in like, it could a, have been a like a facility. school. A yeah, school, some kind yeah, of facility bathroom. where like there's multiple showers, mm-hmm. there's like multiple sinks, multiple toilets, and that that way you have this much room to work in. Yeah, and instead you get yeah. there's one there's bathroom's one worth tub, of stuff, and it's a giant room. There's one tub, one toilet, and exposed electrical on the walls. Yeah. I, it's like one of those obnoxious bathrooms in you front see of in tile mansion where it's like, okay, dude, dude, <laughs> the sewer pipes. Are in front of the tile. Right. <laughs> what? You know, well, it has to look dirty and industrial. It looks like it a studio apartment from hell. Yeah. It's like, oh, how do we get the Freddy Krueger boiler room feel? Yeah. Well, you gotta have pipes. You gotta get those pipes, <laughs> and they gotta be rusty, and the toilet's gotta be full of just shit. I hate this movie. Um, Dan, this is actually making me think that we should watch the cell. Just a little bit. I think I think you're right that we need to watch the cell. I don't know that that's our next movie, right? But I think it, but I think it, it fixes definitely, a lot of the problems with this movie. It's something that when we visit it, I think George is going to be like, "Yeah, this is what Saw should have been." Yeah, but maybe he'll hate it even more. So we'll have to test that eventually. <laughs> I'll probably it's got hate Vincent D'Onofrio on it. The more, to hate. I think the more movies I watch, the more I'll hate Saw. <laughs> Probably. We're going to watch Home Alone. I hate Saul. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Home Alone here I mean, too, guys. Every time I, mean, I yeah. see every time I see an iffy movie, I'm going to say, well, it it wasn't as bad as Saul. There is a Wendy theory on the internet that says that Saul, Jigsaw is Kevin McAllister all grown up. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense too, no. right? Cuz when yeah. the two detectives show up, they're kind of Harry and Marv. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are. Dude. Yeah, but they could have been Somerset and Mills, or at least uh, Somerset and somebody. You know, really, if you have to make a sequel to Seven, and I don't think you do, 
but if you have to make a movie called Eight, and you keep Somerset <laughs> around, which I don't hate, you could do something similar. But why would you? You know, that's the first know, problem. He's but such a cool. Character. It would be pretty cool if you had him like help out with a different, completely different serial killer. With the two, like basically, what you'd have is retired Somerset approached yeah. to help the new Somerset. You know this by these this guys? younger, experienced detective, maybe not so close to retirement, and then a Mills hotshot, hothead guy. That would have been good if he was like the the uh, the man in the chair for this movie, where he's like, okay, this he was the Hannibal Lecter. He's like giving them the ways to find Jigsaw. That would have been cool. And that and actually, could have been I a, mean, you could do Mills at that point, like Mills in a in, the, in, in an prison, asylum yeah. or in a prison, you know, completely out of commission. That might not be a bad flick either. This could have been a good sequel to Seven if it was done right. This That's could have been a good movie if it was done right. And really, I think it's <laughs> pretty good. It's fun, you know. But uh, I think it had <laughs> it had ambitions to be Seven or be Eight, you know, whatever. Yeah. But instead, it Six really just ended up like. Halloween four, four like, <laughs> eh. wait, Halloween four isn't bad. It isn't, and this it, isn't bad. It became Halloween three, if anything. Hey, watch mouth. Halloween three <laughs> is six point nine. Right, it became Halloween six. No, it's not as bad as Halloween six. But it, here's the thing: this movie is fine. It's a fine movie, but it's just it has ambitions to be a great movie, and it's just I think they were too young to make a great movie. I I agree that it has ambitions. I do not agree that this movie is fine. <laughs> What's funny, George, is that this guy, this James Wan, basically becomes horror for the next ten years. He establishes a a a universe with Insidious and Annabelle and The Conjuring and The Nun, like. There's an entire generation of people that are a little younger than you that this man is their John Carpenter. They're idiots. And somewhere in the middle, he had time to make Aquaman and a Fast and the Furious and movie. Aquaman. Like, right. he's a really prolific director who does a lot of decent work. But yeah, he's... Listen, how can you ruin a Fast and the Furious movie? It's like, here, drive fast for two hours. Here, oh, here's a funny line. <laughs> Here's a one-liner. Now look cool. <laughs> yeah, now look cool. Stand there. It's like Jerry Bruckheimer, you know, on steroids. I, I, I'm not a fan of those movies either. We will not be watching them. Next week, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, seriously. Oh, darn it. That was my next pick. <laughs> I still don't think that the uh, that the gore even, like... It really it, wasn't it that gory. Even, it doesn't even get to the uncomfortable... Uh, an uncomfortable level of what I watched last week. Well, right. remember, this is not gore porn. This is early. This is yeah, torture this is porn. Early. You're not supposed to be looking at the wound. You're supposed to be looking at their face when it looks like, you know, a, a horrible real murder video. Like, the the camera is focused at a different thing. The gore oh, isn't you, the focus. Did you also notice that... Um, that they didn't have any money for, like, a CGI stump... Oh yeah, it was just for, out of yeah, frame. Just wrapped in a for, rag for Wesley. Yeah, yeah they just, just kept it, it out of frame. Foot. They were like, "Bye." Like, yeah, he doesn't have a foot. He, his turn is gonna have to trust us. Look, the tourniquet came loose and covered his foot. <laughs> That's not there anymore. <laughs> and it was a really bad tourniquet. Like, no money. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like 
But not to bring up Walking Dead again, but there's a lot of. Well, go ahead, because Walking Dead does a lot of good things. Yes. They do a lot of things right. They do a lot of what's in this movie very well. There's Mm -hmm. a few scenes in in the show where they establish if we cut this limb off early, we can save you from the infection. And there are scenes in that show that go to 11 way better than this movie does mm-hmm. with the emotion and the you know the cutting and the f- showing the face of the actor while they're cutting and yep. showing the emotion and the eyes full of tears everything that was not able to uh be achieved by these actors yeah none of these guys achieved what half those actors yeah. on the walking day and if if do. if torture is what's on uh display here the Negan that's what scene. you need yes Prime example. <laughs> Prime example. Travis is getting excited. The introduction of Negan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he does the whole thing everybody, with the bat. Everybody right? hated that scene. Okay. But what makes it worse is the introduction of the torture porn in the following episode when he forces Rick to cut his own son's hand off. Mm. That scene is a million times better this entire movie. Yeah. Because of the face of. Andrew Lincoln going through that Sophie's Choice struggle of am I going to I ha- he's making me do cut my it's, own son's arm off. It's a off, hand or a life. A hand or a life. Yep. And all you have to do is do this thing. But just to see the anguish in his face. And he does it a few times in the in the series. Yeah. Uh just that like when Negan says I just slid my dick in your mouth and you said thank you. Like that that was the quote that established the entire scene mm-hmm. of his anguish of being knocked down about 12 pegs because he was the hot shit for 10, 10 seasons. Yeah. And he just not, or seven, seven seasons. And he knocked him down to like negative two in one scene. And that's when he, when he said that to him, like that is what this movie wanted to be and was never. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a shame. Because it's a movie and not a TV show. <laughs> TV shows have a lot more time for things. I don't care. It was only like a six-minute scene. This movie had two hours. To yeah, give this me movie that. had six minutes. Didn't do it. Could have made it in a, an hour. But Dan and, uh, will 49. never know that anguish because he doesn't watch TV. Someday and I'll we'll catch up. Know. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore. Either. No, he does not. But I will say. That the first, I'll I'll even say seven. I think I got it to seven or eight. Until yeah, when Rick left, until Rick leaves, right? That's when a lot of people. Fell it away. was it was good, but it's good, but just for a different reason. And I reason. hate the way it ended. Like it didn't end yet, obviously. Right. But at you know at this time, obviously it'll it'll end at some point. But it really ended when when Rick left, right. and that was. Disappointing, right? It should have come to a, a more conclusive just. End well, and see, that's the Rick problem left. with TV shows, right? You get the time on these TV series to tell a more nuanced story with way more character development. But season six, season seven, these guys want to make movies. They want time off. Yeah, you're invariably going to lose your strongest cast members. But the first couple of seasons, I, uh, definitely season one, definitely I, season two, definitely season three, uh, 
it goes the, all the way up to all seven. the way up to yeah. all the way up to Negan. Uh, that is a good show. It's a great it's show up until watching. Negan, and it's, it's a good show worth, past Negan. So worth watching. I keep but holding out hope that I'm going to get Negan as alternate world Batman, but it seems less and less likely every day. It's possible you might get him in the Flash movie. Because in Flashpoint, I think Thomas Wayne is Batman yep. at some point. And that one, yeah. So, so I'm holding out hope that we get, get that. It. And then if we get that, I hope we get the Joker from Flashpoint no. too, which would be baller. <laughs> walk up to the Joker and be like, it's PP Pants City here. Oh, man. He's like, are we pissing our pants yet? <laughs> I think we're getting close. Yeah. I have so. a question for you, Travis. Yes. What do we watch next week? Oh, shit. I don't know. We never established. <laughs> uh, Maybe you should text it to me. We're going to be watching a movie. A movie. A television show. No, we're not watching a television no. show. We should do a separate podcast and have Dan watch The Walking Dead. We should have... Everyone watch Community because it's the best show on television. Or and it's not even on television. Mm. It's on Netflix. <laughs> but dude, honestly, Dan, one of the one of the characters from Community, um, he's a stu- he's studying film and he compares everything in his life to movies and TV shows. And he's obsessed with Batman, and I think he's a great character that you will highly enjoy i think the community you have a higher chance of me watching community than you do walking dead (laughs) but i like a lot of the actors in community you know already so Mm -hmm. yeah that's an easy sell right because donald glover and allison brie are great yes and chevy chase although i hear in real life not always the funnest person to work with (laughs) dude i dude i i love the Chevy Chase was on a sitcom. <laughs> like it's just like, how do they get him to Russ to, to do that? It's amazing. I've been rewatching the old SNL on Peacock because I yeah subscribed to it to watch Seven, and I was like, for the rest of the month, I'm just gonna watch SNL. And uh, he's pretty funny back in the day, but you know that doesn't surprise me because he's Chevy freaking Chase. But okay, so we're gonna watch a movie. Okay. That uh, I don't I don't even know how to describe it, so I'm just gonna tell you. It's called The Ring. Do you know anything about The Ring? We did bring it up a few the times. The Ring. The Ring. Is that correct? Is Frodo in it? <laughs> it is not. Do they eventually get the ring to? Uh, Mordor and destroy it? No, but that would be good. Then no, I don't know anything about okay. the ring. So uh, that should be interesting. It's a different different road we are going down. Let's see if you uh, can handle... Can you tell me what year it is? I'm going to find out anyway when I go to rent it. 2002. Is it that old? Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast, which makes everybody our age feel old thinking about how long ago The Ring came out. We'll be back next week with The Ring. You can find us, as always, at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod or at Twitter and Instagram at remedialfilmpod. Be warned, though, from the time this episode launches, you have seven days until The Ring. Bye! (laughs) 